This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Well, go check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And today I am joined by One of my favorite new housewives of the last few years, I would say. She is, of course, also an an anesthesiologist. Please welcome Dr. Tiffany Moon. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, guys. How are you? I am doing great. I think everybody's doing great now that you're here. It seems kind of wild that you've never been on the podcast before, and I'm so glad we're finally sitting down to chat together. I know. I'm like, how have we not chatted before? I mean, we chatted briefly in person when I ran into you um, in New York, but I am so excited to be on your podcast. And I'm excited to have you. I want to ask first, how has life been since we last saw you on our television screens? Because it's been uh, like almost a year since since Dallas wrapped up, maybe like nine, ten months. Yeah. we. I think we reunion showed in like maybe May. So yeah, like 10 months. What has life been like since being on Real Housewives of Dallas? I mean, I tell people that I am living my best life. So after the show wrapped and I was done with, you know, all that toxicity, especially the way Reunion ended, um, I always say like when I watch my, you know, four months that I was on TV, that it was the good the bad, and then it got ugly at the end, right? Right. Um, and, and the stuff that happened on social media, like even after the TV was off, like that was the ugly. Since then, I've not, you know, had anything to do with any of the women from my cast except for Deandra and Mama D, who I talked to before I was on the show. Um, I did a little bit of stand-up comedy here and there. Um, I'm finishing my children's book that I've been writing for two years. I'm actually having it illustrated now um, because I want to publish that and give the proceeds from that to disadvantaged children in order for them to have books to read. I was 80% as a result of being on the show where I talked about, you know, working so much, having that mom guilt, wanting to spend more time with my children. And then I um, went from 80% to 60%. So now I only go to the hospital on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. So on days that I'm not in the hospital, I get to talk to wonderful people as yourself, work on my work, um, work on my content creation, because, you know, I have to make TikToks still. (laughs) Um, so I, I really am living my best life. I love that. I feel like you kind of did the exact thing that a lot of people want to do with the platform that comes with doing housewives, which is you, it seems like you're really exploring a lot of different things that obviously you find exciting and interesting, but maybe before you were on the show, you were kind of stuck in that thing of, well, I'm a doctor. I go to the hospital full time. Obviously that doesn't leave a lot of extra time for sort of side hustles and projects and hobbies and things. And it seems great that you've been able to maintain the balance where it's not like you quit 
doing your, you know, quote unquote main job, but that you really have kind of opened up your life to all of these possibilities. Yeah, I love it. Like now my candle business is thriving. The wine label that we launched um, a year ago, our first batch of it that we thought would last for a year sold out in five months. So um, my husband and I actually have a trip planned to Napa um, next month so that we can blend and bottle for next year's vintages. So like, and all this is my work, you know, and I'm right. like, this is, this is so much fun. I'm a big fan of the candles. Now I need to try the wine because I got to do the full, you know, Tiffany Moon suite of <laughs> suite of products. <laughs> yes, yes. We have to send you some wine as soon as we get our next vintage out. Exactly. I You mentioned TikTok and I want... I want to bring up your TikTok because I don't know if people realize, Tiffany Moon, as far as I can tell, you are the real housewife with the most followers on TikTok. Woohoo! <laughs> I mean, I don't know that to be true, but it sounds good. What do you enjoy about TikTok? Because I notice a lot of housewives or sort of, you know, reality personalities, when they come on TikTok, they do it for like a week and you can tell that like their assistant kind of forced them to do it and then they stop posting. <laughs> But you really, I feel like you've kind of made it your own and it it seems like you have a lot of fun with it. Yes. So I started TikTok during quarantine and one of my videos went viral and then all of a sudden I had like 100,000 followers or something and it just grew from there. So everybody's like, oh, you're just, you know, TikTok famous because of Housewives. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I was on TikTok way before I was on Housewives, like almost a whole year um, and the reason I love TikTok is because I feel that it allows you to show a more authentic um, version of yourself. Like it has a little bit more personality than some of the other platforms. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Instagram too. But when I go to some of the housewives Instagram pages, it just looks like they legit get glam and couture and like go on <laughs> fabulous vacations all the time, which is great. Like that feed is gorgeous. But then I'm like, okay, then what? Whereas on TikTok, you know, my husband and I have funny conversations. I just did one with him, which sometimes I make him participate, where <laughs> we have this conversation every night where I'm like, honey, what should we do for dinner tonight? And he's like, oh, let's get Thai. And I'm like, no. And he's like, Mexican? And I'm like, no. He's like, what do you like? What is the right answer? And I was like, I don't know, but you haven't said it yet. Right. <laughs> so like, I made a TikTok out of that because I think a lot of couples probably have similar conversations at night. And I make TikToks with my kids. We do fashion stuff, doctor stuff. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is that it, it allows me to show more facets of my personality than some of the other platforms. I totally get that. And what you're saying with Instagram, it's like you can make a TikTok about being a doctor and that part of your life. And that is interesting and engaging. Whereas like you're not going to do a photo shoot in your scrubs for Instagram every week. You know, it's like a little more the TikTok side of things is a little more creative and open. And it really feels like you can kind of show off all of those different parts of your life and your work and your family and all of that stuff. Yeah, I just think it, it's a more accurate representation of my life than the super edited images that many people put on their Instagram. Me I'm too, curious, guilty yeah. of too. Like I'm not trying to shade anyone <laughs> else. I do it too. I'm curious. So it seems like 
obviously in a lot of ways being on TV kind of allowed you more opportunities, different types of things. Are there any things that you feel like have been negatives as a result of doing the show or things that you kind of didn't foresee as a result of being on TV? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I was perhaps a bit naive in joining the show because I do have to admit I had not watched it. Um, I had not watched Dallas or any of the other franchises because truth be told, I hardly watch any TV at all. And and I knew what the show was about. I mean, and, and I did watch some episodes of Dallas, like at Deandra's house, she would have these watching parties and stuff. So I had seen it. I just didn't think that it would get that ugly. I, I just thought that we'd kind of had these little bickering things and, you know, occasionally we'd be overserved and have some silly antics and things like that. I just I, I never imagined when I signed on to the show that it would get as toxic as it did towards the end reunion in particular, where one of my castmates was like just serially attacking me, gaslighting me. And then going on social media subsequently whilst her family joined in and tried to go after my career, which I've worked my entire life for. Like, it's hard to become a doctor. Like, it's hard. It takes a lot of time. I have a lot of student loans, all those things. And because of our silly little women's fight on the show, which she still thinks is about chicken feed. And I'm like, this is so not about chicken feed anymore. And the problem that, I mean, the fact that you still think this is about chicken feed is the problem in and of itself. Um, I just never thought that they were going to come after my job. I mean, I had to hire a lawyer. It just right. got so ugly. And I, and I told Bravo in production, like I can't work with this person anymore. Like I refuse. So, you know, if pick me or her, and if you pick her, no hard feelings. I understand she's on it longer. I'm the newbie. It's fine. I will go back to my regularly scheduled programming, which I basically have done. But I said, I refuse to work with someone who is that toxic. And people are like, you're still mad about that? And I'm like, yes, I am still mad about that. They tried to get me fired from my job. That's not something you easily forget or forgive. Right. And it wasn't just that you guys really didn't get along or, you know, you're not each other's type of person. It felt like it was coming from this really toxic space of, you know, just like this racial aggression. Like it was a time in our country, especially that was really heightened. There were, you know, so many hate crimes against people of Asian descent and just like racism as a whole was more of a topic of conversation and more of an issue than it had been in a long time. And it to watch that unfold on the show, I, at least for me, and I think for a lot of other people, it felt kind of shocking because it was like week after week, there would be these little moments and things that it's like, what? This is really happening? Like, this is, this is what we're going to do. And it felt to me as a white person watching the show, it's like, I can't imagine being a white member of this cast and going into that space and not thinking through what you're going to say and how you're going to handle a situation because it's just like, it's such a bad look. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I felt very lonely at times during the season. And I think that was probably one of the last things that I said during our closing remarks um, at the end of reunion, that the whole season, I just, I, I felt like I was on an island much of the time with very little support from the majority of my castmates. And look, when I was offered the position to join the Housewives, I did it because I thought it would be fun and Deandra told right. me we were going to take all these fancy trips and, you know, get invited to like red carpet events and stuff like that. And I was like, that sounds fabulous. Like I've been a good girl my whole life. I've been in school. I've been a nerd. Like it, it sounds like fun. I did not think that I was going to join the show and then sort of the burden of teaching my castmates about racism and why you can't say certain things like that is not what I signed up for. <laughs> Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I'm curious to know from you, like last summer, I guess, after the season had ended and there was kind of this period where nobody knew what was happening and then ultimately they announced they were putting the show on hiatus. What were the conversations like in that in-between time? You said it was kind of like a me or her situation, but did it feel like they were at one point going to move forward and then changed their minds? Or what was that like from your perspective? Yeah, when we wrapped, like wrapped, wrapped, maybe end of May, early June, um, you know, everyone had that like defervescence period to cool off. Um, and then we started test shooting with potential new cast members, two, two of whom I had introduced and one of whom Deandra had introduced. And so production came from L.A. with all their equipment and we shot group scenes with me, Deandra and some of the other girls um, and all of three of the girls also shot private scenes in their homes with their husbands and children and things like that. And so my understanding was that, and they never told us who was coming back, but they did say there was going to be a major cast shakeup. 
but I, I didn't ask and I don't know who. If I had to guess with a gun to my head and you said, who do you think would have come back? I would say it would have been me, Deandra, Stephanie, and then three new girls. Okay. Brandy, I think, did not want to be part of the show. I think she had excused herself. I mean, she has a baby. You know, she has a teenager. They're, like, very involved in cheer. So I think she didn't want to come back. Um, And I – my guess, I could be wrong, is that the two Ks were not going to be asked back. Because if I told them, I said, don't waste your time test shooting with me and my friend that I've introduced to be a potential cast member – if someone else is also doing test shoots with their recommended friends because I'm not working with her. And he said to me, production said to me, we are not doing any test shoots with her, which he didn't say we're not inviting her back or she's fired or anything like that. He said, I said, are you also doing test shoots with so-and-so? And he said, no. So I interpreted that to be, she's probably not going to be invited back. That's my interpretation. So we thought that it was going to go because back in May when um, Cameron and her family tried to get me fired from my job and tweeted that anti-racism is racism and they don't know how comfortable my patients would be with me treating them with my open vile racism. I, you know, air quotes because that's exactly what he tweeted out and then tagged my employer in that tweet. Right. Uh. Um, I had a fit changed my Instagram bio to like former cast member or previous cast member or whatever, and basically called everybody and was like, I am done with this show. Like never, ever call me again. But then they called me back and we had some (laughs) talks and, you know, like I basically had a toddler tantrum and then they talked me off the edge of the cliff and then I changed my bio back. And I said, the only way I will do this again is if you get rid of the toxic people and I can actually bring in some of my true friends and maybe actually have a fun time on this show. So I thought that's where we were kind of headed. Um, But then two weeks before the announcement came out officially, Mm -hmm. um, I got a call that basically was like, you know, they're not really sure. The ratings were really low last season, which they were across all the franchises, I think. And Dallas, for as long as it's, you know, been there, was the lowest of all the franchises. Right. And they're like, I think it's not because they don't love you. You did a great job. You know, all that coddling talk yeah. that they gave me. And I was like, you don't have to coddle me. Like, give it to me straight. Um, and he's like, it's just, you know, there's a lot going on right now. And they're just unsure about it. And I was like, cool. Put it on pause then. And they're like, yeah, I think that's the direction we're headed. And I was like, I'm cool with that. Like when they finally decided that, I felt a sense of relief wash over me. I think it's it's telling to hear you kind of walk through that whole timeline from reunion time when you really were kind of closed off to coming back and then were sort of working through. Like, those were a lot of real emotions and it was a super – toxic situation and so it wasn't just you being dramatic and like well if like if she stays I go like I don't I'm you know you're not just like making demands out here it's like this is a real situation where your livelihood your family all of this stuff is being pulled in and 
I think watching the show or just seeing how things unfold on social media, sometimes it can be hard for people to really fully wrap their head around like how real sometimes it gets. And in that situation, it sounds like it just like you weren't prepared for that to happen because it shouldn't have ever gotten to that place. Yeah. And, and, you know, look, I didn't get along super fabulously with some of my other castmates, but I said before, and I'll say again, if the show comes back and they asked me to be on it without a certain other person, I would be happy to film with any of the other five women. Like, okay. even though we had our little tiffs, you know, I got pushed into a pool, salsa got poured <laughs> on my bed. I said some not nice things and put crickets on people's food. Like, all of that, I think, is okay housewives drama. But when yeah. you and your family tag my employer and try to get me fired from my job, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the salsa on the bed, sorry. I have to say, <laughs> when you were sa- when you were talking earlier about how Deandra got you on the show and she was saying there were going to be fancy vacations and things like that, I'm thinking about this house that you went to in Oklahoma and I'm like, this is not what Tiffany Moon signed up for. <laughs> I know. Deandra had asked me to be on the show for two or three years. And I actually have a text message on my phone today that says the producers really want me to talk to you, but I told them you're not interested. So I'm going to ask, and this is the final time, do you want to talk to the casting director? And I was like, sure, why not? Like, (laughs) After I had said three no's, then I said yes. And then this is how it happened. And bless her heart, Deandra did not know that COVID was happening. None of of us knew that that was happening. And so I was like, she was like, we went to Thailand. I love Thailand. I went to Thailand for my honeymoon. Um, We went to Copenhagen. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I've never been to that part of Europe. And so I'm thinking, you know, we're going to have parties and charity events and walk red carpets and go on fabulous international trips. Then COVID happens and I'm in an RV like that's about to fall apart driving down I-35 to Oklahoma to go Bigfoot hunting. And I was like, this is not what I signed up for. We need to get Tiffany Moon some luxury. Look. <laughs> Look, I, I'm going to go ahead and put it out into the universe, but whatever the um, how they call it, R-H-U-G-T, where they yes. go on a trip or whatever. I, you know, not to sound like a spoiled brat, but I feel that Bravo owes me a nice trip. <laughs> okay, this is a this is a perfect segue because I wanted to talk about Ultimate Girls Trip because I think your name being thrown into the ring is something that has happened for a future installment. People would love to see you back in any context. I'm curious if you have some names of people that you would enjoy maybe finding yourself on an ultimate girls trip with? You know, that's a good question because I never really watched Housewives. Like I sort of know some because of their right. businesses or I've listened to a podcast of theirs here and there, but I'm actually going in like pretty blind, which I think is a good uh-huh. thing because I won't have preconceived notions about like ill behaviors that they had or, you know, how fans see them or whatever. So honestly, there is not a single housewife on another franchise that I would not want to film with on a girl's trip because I feel like I would sort of be meeting them like blank slate and learning about them without all these stories that I know about their divorce or past whatever. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it would be, I would be like actually maybe make a few new friends, which I sadly did not on my own show. 
that's exciting. That's fun to think about. I do feel like you're, because you're pretty active on social media, I feel like you have kind of like bonded with some people in other cities, maybe a little randomly. And that's always fun to see like who's liking who, like who's commenting on whose pictures. I feel like you're friendly with like Crystal, maybe oh, like yeah. some family karma people. Some yeah. shows. Like I, I feel like there's kind of a group of you guys that are like a little bit younger, a lot of like a very diverse group of, of Bravo celebrities that kind of have this kinship with each other that I enjoy seeing on social media. Yes, I do feel like there's a kinship um, between anybody who's been a real housewife. I mean, it's like a little sorority um, because there are certain things that you can always explain to people. But until you've walked, you know, in those shoes, um, you know, you don't know what it's like. Um, I've become extremely close to Crystal. I just saw her and Rob for lunch the other day. Um, Ebony and I just talked on the phone yesterday. She is just Ebony and Crystal, like I have so much respect for them. And sometimes people ask me if I regret doing the housewives because of all the, you know, bad things that happened towards the end. And my answer is always no, because I would not have met Crystal or Ebony if it weren't for the housewives. I wouldn't have met lovely people such as yourself and all the other new friends that I've made like over the past year or two because of being on the housewives. Um, so it's, it's been awesome. Like I, you know, Crystal, Ebony, um, any of the Salt Lake City girls, any of the OGs from like OC, like Heather Dubrow people. One time somebody was like, you remind me of Heather Dubrow. And so I went and looked her up and I was like, oh, okay, Miss Fancy Pants. Like I I see (laughs) where you could draw that conclusion, but she's smart. She's a good mom. You know, she supports her husband and his booming career. So I feel like I would love to meet Heather. I mean, Bethany, I mean, she's like, you know, the ultimate housewife and just all the relief work that she's done with her uh, charity and and helping others. Like, I love that so much. So if, if we could, I don't know, like somebody put my name in the hat to be drawn for the next girl's trip, because I am so down for that. Totally. I think, I think we would love to see that. Um, you mentioned Salt Lake. I know you watched at least part of this season. What, what's your thoughts on the whole Jen Shaw thing? Cause I know your season got kind of toxic, but at least nobody was ever being, uh, in- indicted on camera. Yeah, that episode was crazy. That was like probably, and I haven't watched a lot of house, like I never watched anything before I became a housewife. And mm-hmm. then after I became a housewife, I tried to watch all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but Salt Lake, I especially like because I, there's only two seasons, so I know everything that's happened. Whereas right. I try to watch OC and they refer to stuff that happened back then and people, and I, I don't know because it was like too long ago. So I love Salt Lake. The Jen Shaw thing is crazy. I mean, she has like big charges coming after her. Um, But I thought that she did well on her season. I mean, I thought that she was authentic. She proclaims her innocence. And right, we have to say innocent until proven guilty. Right. Um, I kind of love her relationship with Coach Shaw. Like, I I don't know why. They just – like, he – grounds her because she can be a little cray cray off the walls but he like can kind of you know bring her down I don't know I really enjoyed Salt Lake this season I would hang out with any of those ladies 
Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. I know you had been friends with Jenny and then all of the stuff came out. Have you talked to her at all lately? Do you know kind of like what she... How did you feel about that stuff coming out? Yeah, I mean, Jenny reached out to me through our mutual publicist back when she was um, wrapping up her filming. We became friends. We talked about fashion, our kids, food. She's a really good chef. Um, and, and and we became friends. When, she, when I met you in New York was because she had been invited to watch What Happens Live. Right. But her husband had cases booked and couldn't accompany her. And she's like, well, I don't want to go alone. And I was like, I'll come with you. I'm off that day. So we just went to New York for a day. Um, and we were friends. And I had no idea that she had posted those vile things that came out about that she had posted. And when it came out about her stuff, I was on a two-week, 10-year wedding anniversary trip in Italy with my husband. So I wasn't exactly on social media, right? Because right. I was like too busy eating pasta and drinking and enjoying my husband. And and then when I did check it, I would get tagged. Like somebody was like, Tiffany, you had so much to say on your season, but why are you so quiet now? And I was like, well, I'm quiet now because I'm in Italy eating pasta. Like, you know, and then when I did make a statement saying that, like, I don't agree with any of these things, like, yes, we were friends. But now that I know this stuff about her, like, this is really terrible things. Um, And then people were like, so are you with her or are you against her? And I was like, oh, my God. So I got back from Italy, immediately went to Los Angeles to do a stand-up comedy show at the Laugh Factory the Mm -hmm. next day. And then I called Jenny. I called her Uh after my Laugh Factory show. And I said, girl, what the hell is happening? Like, did you post those things? And they're just, she's like, well, they're just, I didn't say those things. I just like reposted memes. And I'm like, yeah, but some of those memes where people think it's funny to like run over protesters or like, that's not funny, you know? And our country is going through like a major societal and cultural shift and you can't 
like, that's not funny, you know? And I'm like, so just own up to it. Say that you did it not thinking, you know, we all make mistakes and profusely apologize and then try to do better. That's what I told her. Well, two days after our conversation, she like had some Instagram live. I don't know. I just heard about it. Like blamed the whole thing on her social media team, took like no accountability. And I was like, that ain't it. That ain't it. And I was like, if she's going to, if she's going to be like that, then you know, at first I was like lead with love. And, and now I'm like, okay, you had your chance to say like, I effed up mm-hmm. and, and try to make amends because, you know, we're all human, but that is not what you did. And I was like, and for that reason, you know, I'm out <laughs> Shark Tank style. <laughs> yeah. It, I was really disappointed. I was really disappointed. Yeah. This was someone that I thought was my friend. Our children played together. She said she was going to teach me how to cook. I mean, you know, we got along and had good laughs. Totally. But I didn't know that she held these beliefs about, you know, things that when I did find out it, it was so yucky in my mouth. Totally. Yeah, I think it's it's tough when you meet somebody in kind of like public circumstances. Obviously, it's not the same as if you were just getting to know somebody in, you know, off of offline, I guess. Um but yeah, it was, I mean, it was surprising watching the show too. Um, I did want to, you were talking about your trip to Italy, which sounded great. We loved seeing you and your husband's dynamic on the show. I'm curious, was there anything, because you only got to do one season, was there anything that you felt like you wanted to showcase about your life, your family that that didn't make the show, basically? Yeah, um, I felt that a big part of my life was missing because I wasn't really allowed to talk about my work um, on the show. I could say that I was a doctor and that I just got home from work and, you know, things like that. But I couldn't really talk about, like, the nature of the work that I do, which I'm extremely proud of and I love my job. But I wasn't allowed to talk about it. Um, The other thing is that I have two stepchildren who are now 18, so they are legal adults, Um, who will be going to college this fall, but their mother had not signed off on the waiver for them to appear on TV. And so um, I, you know, every time my stepdaughter and I and my stepson and I were hanging out, we were talking about colleges and what they wanted to major in and just, you know, these kind of family conversations. Um, We could never have that um, on TV because their their mother wanted to protect their privacy, which, you know, I respect. and, And that's her decision to do that. Um, so I, I feel like what people saw of me for the four months or so that I was on television was not a full representation of the whole person that I am. Um, and I also didn't get to talk about any of my side hustles because I think then they think you're trying to like sell something or use Bravo as like an infomercial to sell more product. And I'm like, hey, I went into Bravo with these products already. Like I'm not here trying to like push candles and have that be my career. Like I still practice medicine. (laughs) Everybody loved seeing your adorable little twin girls though. How are they doing? How old are they now? Seven? Are they six or seven? They are seven and a half. Like, they're going to be eight in August. Wow. Yeah, they're in first grade. Um, They are so funny. They say 
the things that kids say, you know, um, I usually, I don't wear any makeup on the days that I go into the operating room. There's just no point because I have to wear an N95 mask and then another mask over it. And that's just like disgusting. So uh-huh. I just put on moisturizer on my face because the OR is dry. So I wear makeup one day a week and that's when I do all my Zooms and <laughs> TikToks and all this stuff. And my, my daughter said to me the other day, mama, you look much prettier when you have makeup on than when you don't. And I was like, okay. And then I had to sit her down and and give her a lecture about physical beauty and inner beauty. And she, I think it was a little over Mm -hmm. her head, but I was like, you know, I agree with you. It's nice when I have, you know, blush and fake eyelashes and eyeshadow on. But what we really should care about is the beauty of a person's heart. Like, did someone, you know, stop to help you or check in on you when you're feeling down? And she was like, mommy, can I go play now? And I was like, okay, go. Like, the conversation was lost on her. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's the kind of thing, though, where even if she's not necessarily ready to engage in the moment, just the fact that you're planting that seed with her as as they grow up, like, those kind of things – they're going to have that at least somewhere in their mind. And then it's going to, you know, be more ingrained in them, I guess. I hope. I hope. <laughs> it's it's hard raising children. I, I don't know if I'm doing a good job some days, but I, I, I'm trying. I really am. <laughs> totally. I can't say I relate, but I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. And, you know, from what we know, it seems like you're doing a great job because they're so cute. And they like making TikToks with me for now, at least. For now. I mean... Soon they'll be begging to have their own TikToks. They're going to want to get famous on their own, Tiffany. (laughs) Oh, no, we're not. They're not allowed to have TikTok until they're 13. That's when I told them that I'm going to buy them a mobile phone and they can sign up for apps, which I'm going to have parental controls on. But, you know, (laughs) we got like eight year olds in Dallas running around with cell phones. And I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I'm very glad to hear you say earlier that you would be willing to come back for another season of Dallas if it was kind of the right situation, because we've seen a lot of kind of interesting things happening with Bravo and Peacock and all of that lately. You know, we had Miami come back super successfully. They just announced that New York is getting a whole reboot and they want it to be multicultural and represent kind of the flavor of the city. And when they said that, the first thing I thought of was like, Dallas could use that too. Like, you know, uh, I feel like that was one thing that people kind of complained about with Real Housewives of Dallas is that it is such a multicultural city. There's are so many different kind of vibrant communities and populations and that the cast wasn't really representative of that. So it seems like, you know, you never know what the future could hold, but I, I could see a Dallas moment happening in a year or two, maybe. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, Andy said never say never, I guess, when someone asked him if there would be a reboot. But I do think that it it needs to be rested. I think this year was not the right year to shoot. I think um, their casting director needs to do some major work finding women that are more cultured and more representative of the diversity of Dallas. We have so many people moving here from all over, but um, California and New York especially. Um, and I think, I mean, there there are good people that could be potential um, Real Housewives of Dallas. We just have to go out and find them. And I'm not sure, depending on the timing and what's going on in my life, if 
Um, well, one, if they would even ask me back, I don't know. Um, but if they did ask me back, you know, depending on the circumstances, the timing and who my castmates would be, I would love to have another go at it because I kind of feel that, you know, my, my first go didn't go so well. I, I, I love a redo, if you will. <laughs> I think a lot of people would like to see that happen. But of course... Who knows what's happening in the universe, but I am so glad that you came by to talk to us because I feel like we had a lot to talk about. I feel like we got through it. Um, <laughs> is there anything else that you want to like add, what you're excited about, what I know you have uh, exciting stuff going on in your life all the time. You were talking about, about your book, which I can't wait to see. Yes. I have a children's book called Tuppy the Turtle who the book is written, um, you know, it's like 20 pages, but it's not illustrated because I don't know how to draw. So I'm trying to find someone to draw the picture. But the basic premise of Tuppy is that he doesn't like his shell. So he tries on all the other animals' coverings. And at the end of the story, he comes to the conclusion that actually his shell is the best covering for him. Um, It's an original book that I wrote with a friend of mine from high school. So hopefully I can get that out. Um, And my main, you know, passion project right now is my candles because, you know, I always have a candle burning. Like if I am home (laughs) and awake, there is a candle burning inside my house and I'm always testing. But this is a new scent that I've been working on for three months. And I hope I don't get sued by saying this, but it is inspired by one of my favorite fragrances, which is Lee LeBeau, um, Santal. Like, I'm obsessed with that fragrance. It's unisex. It smells good on boys. It smells good on girls. I don't know what's in that thing, but I started mixing essential oils until it started to sort of smell like that. I don't think you can get in trouble for, like, trying to copy a smell. I mean, it's, no, it's not like it's I inspired. took the ingredients and like made it exactly. It's inspired by. They should be flattered. And like <laughs> imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Don't sue me, Lila Bo. I still use are your you, fragrances. Are you running out of um of like all your names are different like anesthetics? Are you running out of yes. All the all the candles are named after anesthesia drugs, and me, being the dork that I am, put the actual molecular structure on each of the labels, so they're all different. And then, like drugs, you know, if you take drugs, not that yeah. I'm condoning that anyone does drugs, but drugs come in uppers and downers, right? Like alcohol and marijuana are downers, cocaine and methamphetamine are uppers. Well, anesthesia drugs, legal ones that we use to anesthetize people also come in uppers and downers. So the drugs that we use to make people sleepy, sedated, calm, all those things are the downers. And those are the relaxing scents. Mm -hmm. And then the uppers that are like to get people awake and, you know, ready to go home after surgery are the energizing scents that are more like um, grapefruit and floral. um, And those are all named after the wakey-wakey drugs. But like normal (laughs) people wouldn't catch on to that because I'm just such a dork. But all the candles are so, so specifically crafted and they all have taglines like housewives. Um, So (laughs) it's just I, I took this candle idea and just went with it. And my mother, whom people sometimes ask me, how's your mom doing? Yeah. Um, she made fun of me when I told her that I was going to create a candle business and sell it online. She was like, candle? Why? Like, she doesn't believe in candles. Like, there's two types of people <laughs> in this world. Candle people and not candle people. Yeah. And my mom is definitely not a candle person. She said to me, Tipani, 
like Kendall is burn money. That's what you do is actually burn money. And I was like, whatever, mom, I'm burning money, but my house smells good and I'm happy. So whatever. Like, she's like, nobody going to buy your candle. And I was like, okay, well, in 2021, I sold 5,000 candles. So there. Yeah. You're burning money, but you're actually, (laughs) you're making money. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Basically, I just love to do things to prove my mother wrong. It's like a game for me. Yeah, I mean that's that's what's important in life. Um, well, Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany, thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. You're welcome back anytime. I just love hearing about all the stuff you have going on. Yeah, we have to get together if there's like some sort of event or something. Maybe we can see each other again. Of course, if I'm ever in Dallas, you'll be the first to know. <laughs> I would love that. I'll take you to all my favorite bars. Okay, perfect. Uh, Thank you, Tiffany. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.